Hi, welcome to the Anbree Talk With interview series. This week we talk with Dawn Sneed, a successful businesswoman, entrepreneur, and single mom. Join us while we talk life and business. We start the interview with Dawn telling us why she agreed to sit down with Anbree and share her story and her wisdom. Enjoy. And we have such an amazing history, but I think um, anytime someone is, is truly interested in what makes you tick, why wouldn't you use that platform to share? I think uh, we tend to not want to share, right? And even sometimes when people ask us, hey, tell me about whatever, we have a difficult time being our own ambassador, right? And talking about our own story because some people feel like, oh, I don't want to brag. But I really think it's therapeutic. And for me, I love to help other people shine and I tend to myself want to sit in the background and I said, no, you know, not today. And so when you asked, I was so honored, like, hey, but I didn't see it for, it wasn't like for selfish reasons. It was, I'm supporting you and what you're doing. So it was easy for me to say, of course, because this is what you're doing. You're growing your business with your passion. Why wouldn't I want to be a part of that? Well, thank you. So, yes. Uh, you said something in there. Why, why do you think it's more comfortable for us to sit in the background more than, and do you, more than getting into center stage? Do you believe that most people are that way? I, I think naturally because, especially when you're talking about, well, I won't even say especially when you're talking about business, I think there's, there's always this thought, right, when, when you're talking of yourself that you're being uh, conceited or, you know, like it, it's, you're selfish. Um, and then there is some of that, right, because, you know, you've met people and as soon as you say hi, they just tell you for 30 minutes about themselves and haven't asked you one question. So there are people that way <laughs> that just love to hear themselves talk about themselves. Um, and I think because it's such a stigma around, I don't want to be that person, that we tend to not want to do it. And, um, and, and I think that it's, it's, uh, it's just very common. And especially when you're in business, depending on if it's your business or if it's your career, depending on what your position in that may be, you maybe feel like, okay, well, I don't have enough to talk about or what I'm doing isn't that interesting. And then we start to match ourselves up with each other. And if you're an owner of a business and say I'm a secretary, I may not feel like I have anything worth talking to you about. Hmm. And so then we tend to not want to talk, right? Because we're always sizing each other up and that's just a natural thing. And, and then we, you know, we determine whether or not we're in a place of peers or are we in, are we in a, an audience of people that um, will challenge us. When we're in an environment where we're not the smartest person in the room, we tend to not want to talk. We want to just listen and nod and smile and nod and smile and not, you know, be a part of it. But if I feel like I'm in a room of, of people who are, don't have as much experience as I am, I'm going to get up there and I'm going to talk and talk and talk because now I have an audience, right? right? And so now I'm up here, hey, rah, 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 me. Um, so I just think it's a natural thing that we do, and I think we have to be cognizant of it. And I think that we also need to call each other on it when we watch one another step step back in a conversation or not go and talk to someone in a room. You know, we have to start nudging each other a little bit because there needs to be more of it. Have you always been, how would you describe yourself as a child? Were you very outspoken? Were, or is this something that you had to learn how to get in front and not be in the background? Um, I will say that I was not, I was always a very friendly child, but um, you know, my, my childhood was very interesting. I'll say interesting, but it was very challenging. 
So I wanted to hide. I didn't necessarily want to be the one in the front, um, you know, just with, um, you know, with struggles with abuse as a child, um, bullying in school. So I was always just trying not to be seen. I never wanted to be the center of attention because if you're seeing me, that means you're going to pick on me, right? Then you're going to, you're going to. So then when I got into, uh, into starting to take careers and do things, you know, I was always one to, I'll get a task and I always want to know, okay, well, what's next? How does this fit in the grant? So the more I learned, the more I learned, the more of a person that I became a go-to person and I just started to absorb as much information as I could. But even in that, uh, in that uh, lane, I still had people who still were like, no, why are you? And so I would still find myself still cowering a little bit, even in the workplace, because someone who had a position higher than me wasn't comfortable that they always had to come to me for, an for, for answers. So it's like... Damned if you do, damned if you don't. <laughs> so how did you move through that? How did it, you know? What? So going from a child, uh, a childhood of being prone to bully or abuse, and wanting mm -hmm. to kind of make yourself a little bit in the background as to not be in someone's, uh, you know, line of sight. Right. To knowing how smart you are and how much you can impact and contribute. How mm -hmm. did you navigate into? No, I will be seen and I will be heard. I got mad. You got mad? I got mad. Anger drove you? I got mad. I got mad because it, it was once I started to have children, I'm going, okay, I can't. What am I showing my kids, really? Mm. What am I going to show them? Seriously? And so it became where when I needed support and I, and I needed certain things to get to certain levels and in any way, in any facet of my life where people were like, oh, you know, when they wanted to, it was like, okay are we going to continue with this and we're just going to sit and wait for someone else to find what I'm looking for important? Because then of course everyone had expectations of me, you know, I, I was supposed to do this and supposed to do that. And it was just like, okay. Um, but I need the tools. So I finally said, okay, I'm not going to ask anybody for anything and I'm just going to grind this out. Right. And my motivation came because I could not fail my children. Period. Period. And it was like, they will not go through this path. They will not go down this same line. They will not hide. They will not cower. They will not do that. And so it became a, I have to. So then it didn't become, it wasn't about me anymore. It's no longer about me. It was about what am I going to do for them? They had needs. They were growing. They had things that they deserved to have. And it was up to me to go and figure out how to do it. And I couldn't do that in the background. I couldn't do that hiding behind other people. So it was like, okay, hey, it's, it's time to, you know, shit or get off the pot. Like, you got to go. Or are you going to do something about it? And, and I chose to do that. And when I started to do it, and again, it's from a, a place of for someone else, never for myself. Mm -hmm. And then I started helping people. And the more I was like, you know what, this is, this is good. This is my power. This is my, this is my thing. Because the more I helped other people, the stronger I became. So now the more I wanted to learn, the more I wanted to do so that when I met someone else, I can help them. So I was just getting all, you know, grabbing all these, these nuts, right? And I knew that someone was going to need them. Right. And so to me, that became my task was I'm not doing any of this for me because someone is going to need what I'm learning or what I'm going through today. It is going to benefit someone else. So part of that grind, part of that going out and 
working through the fear and leaning into the fear mm -hmm. for the sake of being an example of your kids. You started right. the Olive brand, right? I did. I did. And what was the Olive brand? It the was a consulting? Con marketing consulting to help smaller businesses that couldn't afford a marketer at that time. I was making, you know, very decent money out there doing sales and marketing for a construction company. And I would meet smaller companies and go, Don, if we just had one of you doing our trade shows or helping us with the brand, we would be so much better right now. And I go, well, why can't you have one of me? Right. And I found that the company I was working for was so driven by numbers, not about people. It wasn't about building relationships. It was just numbers, numbers, numbers. And I go, I don't want to do what I do for numbers. I want to build relationships. And so those two things was like, okay, smaller businesses need someone like me to help them grow their business, right, on an as-needed basis. They don't need it all the time. Why can't I do what I love and help someone else? And so I created Olive Brand in 2009. Is it still going? It is. It is. It's still going. And it is. has the direction of Olive Brand shifted with you? Um, well, it, it did because it started to morph into um, more of the construction side where I was um, doing more sales support for contractors. And I said, okay, well, I don't want to really, didn't really want to blend both businesses. Right. And so what I did is I kept Olive Brand separate to just do marketing, consulting, and branding. And then I developed a new business, Vendor Hub, which I funnel all the construction, sales support, strategies, um, and a whole different business. So I just had to separate the two. Vendor Hub is very interesting in concept. It's something that is new to the marketplace. No one has ever done. And it is, in my opinion a great example of how your mind works, how it sees the world. So I want you to explain the concept of Vendor Hub to our, to our folks out here. Okay, so I'll, I'll see if I can do this. Um, so, so Vendor Hub basically is to marry the relationships between real estate professionals and contractors. That, that's really the, the idea. Um, being in the construction industry and working with real estate professionals for a, a long time, there's always this disconnect between the two. There's always a disconnect. So it's either you're a contractor attempting to develop business, but you really don't know how to go about it, right? And or you're a real estate professional and you need a contractor. You have this large project and you've got all these different needs you may be an electrician a plumber maybe you just need a general contractor to manage the whole project but you have to now find one and then you've got to go through do you have insurance do you not and you've got to go through this whole vetting process to find this appropriate contractor then he's got to come look at the job then you've got to get the estimates and there's just this whole process that has to happen while you have your other job to do right in, in real estate whatever your the you know the position you may hold and it just becomes a process. So for me, it's, I don't understand, it shouldn't have to be a process. How come there, there can't be a hub, a center point where you say, hey, Don, vendor hub, I have a project, I need to have this done, I don't know how to do it, I, I don't know what all I need, but I need someone to tell me. And I need an estimate, and I need all these things. And then you would, you would reach out to vendor hub, and I would say, hey, contractors this is what we need I would bring the vetted contractors because I vet them through vendor hub and we would go and do the project look give you the estimates you know that they have the insurance I mean they're I mean they've been through the ringer and now you can choose 
And now the contractor also now has a new relationship which has been formed for them. So it is a two-way fluid transaction. And it's, it's so Vendor Hub is just the conduit, really, so that um, both companies or both businesses are getting what they need. So a contractor who may not have otherwise been able to do business with, say, a larger company now has an in now has had an opportunity and another company or the the property management company let's say real estate company now has a new contractor that can help them with their needs and so that's that's really it it's just to marry that it's just to be the conduit to have fluid communication between both parties and you're right there's it's not out there no one's no one's doing and I go well why not and there's there's programs where you have preferred vendors right. for insurance agents and right. you have vendor lists and right. uh, people that are closest in your area that you can but you're taking it to a whole other level whole of other vetting level. you're always going to get the best right. contractor for whatever project you have whether it be electrician plumbing right. a whole remodel project right. flooring wall, everything roofing right. Absolutely. So you're going to have the best of the best because you're vetting. Right. And for people who don't know Don, to vet with Don, you have to be superb. <laughs> wow. If she's going to recommend you to someone, <laughs> right? she has to know that whatever she, right? Whatever yes. you're vouching yes. for is Absolutely. worth being vouched for. Absolutely. You take it on almost. At, because I know at the end of the day, if it, if it doesn't, it, it's personal to me. Every, mm -hmm. it's very personal. So if I'm saying this guy or this gal is top notch, they're going to do it. I'm going to follow it through. I'm not just going to say, "Hey, give them a call and walk away." I mean, that I'm I'm married to this just as much. I have just as much interest and as much to lose is than anyone who's who's the person who's giving the service and the person who's receiving it. So as a consultant for Olive Brand, which mm -hmm. is marketing and branding, yes, and Vendor Hub, which is contract vetting project planning right. and coordination and you are personally invested. So yes. when you walk into a company and you're consulting, you're taking on all of their problems, all of their as your own. Absolutely. How do you balance? Let's say you have five clients out right. there. How are you not insane? <laughs> well, my brain works that way. It, it just, I need a lot of different things going on, which mm -hmm. which works. I'm just able to manage because everything's going to be on a different level, right? So this may be starting. I'm doing the vetting here. This may be a project going, right? And then this may be ending. So everything's going to have a different phase, and they're all just phases. And so it's it's just they're all in a different stage. And so I'm just completing every stage at, for every individual. And the relationship building for me, and this is, that's all it is. It's just an opportunity to talk with people and work through a situation is um, it and that's it it's me like reaching out to my friends like hey how's this going how's this going it's just checking in and right. so for me it's it's not so much of oh my gosh I have so many things going on it's wow I've got a lot going on right this is great right I got this is going and this is going and and I'm helping this it's, it's helping it's all helping and, and I have um, partnerships, so there's different areas where I'm working right now, but I may say, okay, you know, Jacqueline has this part, and then we'll circle back. I'm like, hey, everything's still going there. Let me know when I need to pick it back up. So you bring other people in. Of you course. collaborate with them. Yes. But yes. how did you get to this stress management that you do? How did you, how did you start thinking in this way of this is not – 
oh my gosh, I have so much going on, mm -hmm. but oh wow, I have so much going on. How did you, work? is this something that's hardwired or is this something that you learned? I think a lot of it is hardwired um, just because of the progression of my life. Mm -hmm. I think I, I've had to understand that there's always things going on that I don't control. Okay. Because I've had, I've had very little control, right? So as a child, I didn't have a lot of control over what was going to happen at home that day, what, what new situation was going to be at school. So I was always able to just be ready, you know, always ready. And I think that that was easy. So, this, so it's easy for me to know that something's going on. Okay. You know, I'm always ready to go. Where some people just need to be able to focus and be steady. That is not how I work. And I think it's just because of, you know, it was just I had to adapt to an ever-changing environment at home, school, and usually not to the best, right? They usually weren't very good um, situations. situations. So, but now they're good because I'm choosing them. You weren't walking into the house at the end of the day like, oh, good, we're going to have cake and balloons today. Yeah. Oh, no, oh no, it's a great I, situation. No. It's like, <laughs> you didn't, and it's like, I didn't see that coming. You right. know, that, or, or get to school thinking, hey, you've got my... It's going to be a great day today. I'm going to see my friends. And hey, guess what? We're going to fight after school. What? So a lot <laughs> of your life was being blindsided. All the time. But a lot of people come out of those types of situations, consistent situations, and they don't have the outlook that you have. How, how did you? You know, I, I still ask that question all the time because the reality is to lay out the hand I was dealt early really it's not I should not be you know what I mean I should be a, I should be a product of my environment where I am what I am but I came out the diamond versus you know um, and so it, it's it's interesting and I still go okay well how and why because it just doesn't make sense right like if I do the math like this equation like it should be a negative right and it's <laughs> But it isn't. Right. And I think that I just, I, I just chose. I think I just said, you know, I, I don't like it. I don't like what I see. I don't like the end game. I don't like what it looks like. And therefore, it will not be for me. And so I can't say that it's perfect all the time because there are times where I'm like, oh, you know, just as this is just not going to work. You know, and there, there are those times where that little child comes out and, and she's still very, you know, she's, she's still, you know, in there. Right. And every now and then. I feel very vulnerable, and I feel like maybe I can't. What do and you do in that moment? I look at my children. I mean, I honestly look at, and I'm stubborn as hell, and I'm just resilient that way, and I'm like, no. Yeah, okay, are you done? Put your big girl panties on right now because this is not what we're going to do. And um, because, I, because, you know, I'm a single mom, and for the most part, you know, after uh, my divorce and my, my children were, you know, five and six, I believe they were, um, the first time and I was it right so there was no there's no failing I, I can't not do it there was no there was no one to fall back on so if I didn't they didn't right and I was just not gonna accept that it, that just wasn't gonna happen for me and then you know later later in life you know I was I was able to have another set of children and chose to be a single mother not to stay in an environment that was unhealthy for me because I've seen unhealthy environments and I'm like nope we're not gonna do that and again, there is no failing. I cannot, there, there's, there's no room for that. So yeah, I, I cry in the corner sometimes and it's just like, okay, are we done? Cause they're waiting.
Wow. Have you ever have you ever been in the corner and had a moment of I have no idea how I'm going to step time. out of this? Yes. And that pep talk yes. doesn't isn't as quick. Oh yeah. To resolve whatever you're going through. Mm -hmm. What's that first step out of that corner that you take? It's it's usually I have to call someone. Mm. You know, and, and, and depending on, you know, like, and, and I'll be, you know, really transparent. I think this is a great question because, like, when I'm stuck in my, my processes, right, and I'm like, okay, I want to do this, and I don't know how I'm going to do this, but it's here. I have this idea, and I know that it's going to work. I know that this, this is it. This is what I want to do, and I'm stuck, and I, I don't know what to do. I call you, and I, okay, this is what I got, Right? because your brain works in such a wonderful way that my brain does not. And so I can tell you and you can just go there and I go, okay, right? But it encourages me because I wanna throw it away because I, again, I wanna take it and I wanna fix it and I wanna know right. how to do it and I can't. So when I get stuck in my business that way and it's a process and it's how do I do this, my go-to is I call you, and then when I come out, I'm swinging. Like, I know, I got this. I'm swinging for the fence. I'm going to win because you helped me to do that, right? I and when, appreciate that. And, and, but it's, it's true. It's absolutely true. Absolutely 100% true. And, and when uh, emotionally, when I'm feeling like, you know, I, I can't. This is just not going to work. You know, I, I may call my sister if I need a, a, a good kick in the butt. Like, I know I need somebody who's just going to really kick me in the butt. Right. Um, and then I'll call her if I'm, you know, I just want somebody to rub my back. It's going to be okay. You know, maybe, you know, so it, it depends on some consoling, of, right. Or I need somebody to really like, this is enough, like really give me that hard, tough love. So it's having people in your life that you can be absolutely vulnerable with, because when it comes to my business and my structure and strategies and how do I do this? Cause I know I can't get it together. I know that you're going to be transparent with me and you're going to tell me, okay, now this is, have you thought about this? Have you, and you're going to make me think about things that I, I'm like, oh, why didn't I think about that? I'm like, yeah, death, right? And you do that for me and you do it easily. So I trust what you tell me and I call you and you're, it's, it's just, it's, it's really good for me, right? And my business. And then I can reach out to a couple of key people, but you have to know because every ear isn't a good ear. Right. You have to know, you know How what I mean? How do you discern which ear is a good A lot of people aren't some, I'm sure that you've gone in and consulted and, and talked to people mm -hmm. and there has been instances where you're going, I'm gonna need to talk to you about this relationship you're having over here with this contractor or this consultant or this mm -hmm. branding. How do you personally discern what is a good ear and what's not? Because I think a lot of us naturally will want to gravitate towards people that will tell us what we want to Absolutely. hear. Absolutely, Absolutely. So first off, you growing up in, in an environment where you were kind of a target of unnecessary and quite frankly, over the top criticism and abuse, right? Right? How are you able to take in constructive feedback and criticism, first off? And then second of all, how do you discern and which ears are good ears and which ones are not? Um, I think for me to, to take it in now is I have to understand um, what am I trying to do with it? Like, why am I taking this? Because I gave this person an opportunity to give me some feedback, right? So I allowed the feedback. 
So what do I intend on doing with it? Because we have to allow it. That's very interesting. Can I just stop you right there? Because that's interesting. I think a lot of people... So there's a difference between asked feedback and Mm -hmm. unsolicited advice. (laughs) Yes, yes. And let's talk about what you just touched on, which is if you're asking someone for their opinion, Mm -hmm. how do you remain open? How do you brace yourself with, okay, I'm about to ask someone... If I'm good, if I'm worthy, if I'm smart enough, or if if this was a good idea, or if this was a good job, or am I on the right path? And so you're opening yourself up to some pretty honest, how do you brace yourself for that? Well, it's, it's, why are you asking? If you don't know why you're asking, then you shouldn't be asking, right? So if I'm asking you about, uh, maybe I consulted or I offered you some information, or maybe you attended an event, Mm -hmm. and I'm asking you how you felt about it. So I asked because I want to know, could I have done it better? So in my mind, I already know. I want to know if it, if it was good, right? Because in my mind, it may have been like out of the park, right? Right. And so I know if I'm asking, you can say, oh, it was wonderful. You may tell me exactly everything that I feel it might have been. Or you may say, I got absolutely nothing out of that. And you really could have talked more about this and less about that. i like, okay, right? But you, there has to be... A goal like what are you trying to get out of the ask mm. what do you want so if you don't know then you shouldn't ask really because you are allowing them to read you your they could read you your rights right, right. <laughs> like, they could. it sucked it was terrible you did that you know <laughs> it, and but you've got to be able to do that because right. if you're not asking for fear of receiving less than positive feedback then you're absolutely not trying to grow you you can't be you can't you can't want to grow if you're not going to hear things because everything needs pruning, everything, you included. <laughs> so if you're not asking people right. and not, like you said, the regular people that rah, rah, rah and attend all of your stuff, buy all of your things, go to everything to fill your seats, not those people because they're, they love you. They support you. So they're going to tell you everything. Yeah. Right. You were great. It's wonderful. But you, I, you did those, everything. They're important too. Right? You need them. You need them. You, you still need, need pom poms and cheerleading. You yeah, do. You need the pom poms and cheerleading. But that those people are not necessarily. They're not going to be the ones that make you grow. Right. Because they're supporting where you are now. They're not going to push not you gonna, into an uncomfortable position. Right. And, and you've you got to get uncomfortable. You've got to get. You got to be comfortable with getting un, with being uncomfortable. You have, you have to. to. You have to. I'm a. I, I'm uncomfortable every single day of my life. And, and, but you do it. I do. I lean into it. And it, and in fact, it's gotten to the point that I, if I, if a Tuesday rolls around and I'm like, I'm feeling pretty good about things. I immediately (laughs) sit down and go, okay, what, what is going on? But you, but you know, you, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That is the only way you're ever going to grow in any way. Yes. If you think, if you only surround yourself, what is the, the saying? You, you, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. I love that. You are in the wrong room. You're in room. the wrong room. If you are the smartest person, you are definitely in the wrong room. You have to go into Can't be, you, you have to go somewhere where you're going to be challenged. Absolutely. And what do you do? Do the same rules apply for unsolicited advice? If somebody is, comes up to mm-hmm. you and is like, I have a couple of pointers. You know, it. sometimes you cannot uh, avoid that. Because like, oh, yeah, it's in your thing. And let me tell you, you're like, okay, here we go. Right? So sometimes you, you can't um, get out of that. And when you do, it's just, 
it sometimes is good, but you have to know how to filter it out, right? Because mm -hmm. people people tend to come from a different place. So let's say I'm a speaker, you're a speaker. Right. And, and immediately you come to me and you've got some feedback, right? Okay. So what I'm going to do personally is I'm going to look at who you are, right? Mm -hmm. Are you telling me this feedback because you really want to grow me? And what is your approach, right? You're saying, you know what, you could have. So now mm, I'm already saying it's probably not a best place, right? You're probably not coming to educate and help me. You're coming to um, maybe to stifle me probably because you're probably seeing me as competition or I'm, I'm a better speaker than you. So you've already sized me up the whole time. That's you're watching me speak. And so now you've got all this, you should have, but if a person comes and say, hey, I think that was great. You know what, do you mind? It's presentation, it's how does someone give you the feedback unsolicited. It's, it's the words, it's the first words that they say, right? Hey, that was great. Do you mind if I give you some feedback? That's a person who wants to help you grow. Person mm -hmm. comes and go, hey, you know what? You should have, you know, this was too long next time. That's a person who has no desire to watch you grow. They're actually hoping to keep you from doing your next one probably. Because they see you as a competition. Because they see you as competition. And I think a lot of people, and I'm curious if you feel the same way, um, I think, I don't know if I can say this without getting some haters, but that's okay. Okay. This is, this is your thing. Listen, I think, I think women in general, um, we're just, there's this whole new thing of finding mm -hmm. our voice and being loud. Mm -hmm. And what's amazing, and by no means has this been orchestrated or even meant to happen. It's been all coincidental. But what I realized starting this interview series, of course, when you start something and you're starting an interview series, yes. you're going to pick from the group that you know. Right. And what I've realized is all the people in my group, all the women in my group have all broken into male dominated industries. <laughs> <laughs> they are strong. They are outspoken, they are opinionated, they've come from less than picture perfect backgrounds. They've had to, and everyone's had to come out of some valleys to get to their peaks. Mm -hmm. But the stories of the women that are in my circle, when I hear your stories fully, the, the inspiration and the admiration grows in multitudes. And so, that's that's odd that I've attracted all of those women or I've gone because I've met all of you in, in different avenues. Right. You and I, we met working together. We did. And I, I met and I was like, I have I have to be in her world. Right. It's something about you. Um, but with that, I don't think a lot of us look at another uh, person in the industry may it be female or, or what have you, and start thinking of, like my initial response is I have, I have to know stuff. I have to ask you stuff. I have right. to figure out how you tick. You're right. so interesting to me. But what do you do with the, comp with, with the competitive side? What do you do with the, if someone's a little intimidated or upset with your success mm -hmm. and they've approached you, how are you navigating that conversation? I keep it, that conversation as a very short conversation. I, How do you set your boundaries? I, because I have to, you, you have to protect your own energy, right? And you know, okay. there's, there's times, have you ever gone into a room or someone comes to introduce themselves and you're like, oh, like, you just get like this weird, like this, I already know I'm not going to 
click with this person. I know when I, I know there is a, a sense about me that when I walk into a place and I know whether or not I'm going to like a particular person almost immediately. Do you have to really know who you are to Absolutely. get to that you, kind of intuition? You, you have to know your own. And we all have it. We all know when we go to a place like I just don't have a good feeling that that's 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 your inside telling you that there is there's something. It may not be anything like dramatic, but we know that there's just certain people we just don't like because we don't like them. How do you get the confidence to listen to your intuition? How do you get the... How you'll do you get burned enough and you'll get tired enough. You'll get tired <laughs> enough of going, ugh. You'll get tired enough, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, when I am in a situation and I can feel that the person um, isn't coming from a really good place, and it could just be verbally, it could be the way that their posture is to me, it could, because all of those things, body language, the way, the way that they speak, the way that they shake your hand, you, you, you can tell all of these things. And we just have to be open to that because I've watched people force themselves on other people and the, clearly the other person's body language is like, I can care less. Mm. But they're, so, they're just so like oblivious to it. And later they're like, hey, that didn't feel like, yeah. Because you, you should have stopped at the first. When they shook your hand like this, that's, that's time to, hey, it was nice to meet you and it's time to go. How would you be able to separate maybe someone Maybe you're getting a vibe from someone mm -hmm. because of their own. Maybe they're insecure. Maybe they don't feel like they belong usually, in that room. Yes. Or maybe they don't feel like they're going to have anything to contribute or impact. Mm -hmm. Do, is there ever been a situation where you've kind of honed in on that person and said, no, I'm going to make you find your worth. I'm going to make you speak confidently. Yes. You're putting up a wall or maybe you're being... Um, maybe you have a certain attitude because you're mm -hmm. trying to protect. Yes, and, and I think those are opportunities to, to grow myself, right? Because mm -hmm. I know that I probably have been that person in the room before, or I just don't don't look at me, don't don't make eye contact with me. I'm just I'm here, right? I'm here, <laughs> and 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 or just not be really approachable. Mm -hmm. So there's times where I go, I can see someone doing exactly that. And maybe I'm not getting the best looks. Maybe they're trying to avoid eye contact with me at all costs. Like, you know, and, and I go, okay, this is a growth moment, right? This is a growth opportunity for me. And I'll usually go and just kill them with kindness, right? And I'll just go smile and introduce myself. And sometimes the smile, it goes, okay, there goes that wall crumbling down. Right. Right. Sometimes just the smile, just acknowledging them to be in the room, acknowledging them in their space in the room. You are here. I see you, even though you don't want to be seen. I see you because people have done that for me. And it's an amazing thing. And you liven up. And there's been plenty of times where I've done that and that person gets to talking. And now I want to we're walking and talking and I'm trying to introduce them to other people. And later they go, just thank you for just thank you. And I'm like, hey, you know what? You're welcome. But it, it again, it's not self-serving. It, but it ends up being a selfish moment because I feel satisfied at the end. And because this, I help them to get out of their way. Because oftentimes, again, like I tell you, there's introverts, extroverts, right? So there, not everyone likes the networking thing. It's not everybody's yeah. thing. But there are people that try to do it. And, and I like those people. <laughs> I like them because they're trying. they're trying and I've been that shy person in the room before mm -hmm. and I just I sometimes just the buddy system well that's your personal that that's that's you 
-hmm. inherently who you are. Mm -hmm. But that also feeds into probably the most interesting approach to sales I've ever heard. And I have begged you, begged you to put together a series. Please go teach people. Maybe it's just me that you're going to teach it to. <laughs> That's it's okay. the most amazing <laughs> approach to sales that you've had because you, your approach to sales is make sure that you're not self-serving. Right. So how do you, how do you sell? I, I don't, I share. I, I never sell, I share. And um, at the end of the day, so my goal is to have a conversation and ask the appropriate kind of questions. Hey, what are you doing? What do you need? And just kind of get people talking. And then if I find that there is a space for me, then I ask permission to share that with the person, right? So like, hey, you know, uh, there's, you know, I've worked with companies like yours and there's just a couple of things that I've done. If you're open, I'd like to, share that with you and if not I mean I can I you know happy to send you a couple tips and you can try some things on your own but I, I think for for sales it is just it's so, such a to me I just I just think it's a horrible word mm. and, and it has such a yucky negative you know um, attachment people say, oh right. you're in sales it's like this car dealership thing right and that's right. what you feel like when here comes a salesperson right the reality is, is if you're owning a business or even in a career you're never selling you should be sharing if you're selling if your idea is I'm gonna go in this room and I'm gonna connect with somebody because I need sales then you've already lost mm. you've already set yourself up for failure right you should never go into a room never with the intent to sell because people one people know when you're trying to sell right so if you're in, going to a networking event you've got 50 cards in your pocket and your goal is to get rid of all 50 cards and collect 50 more then you've done nothing but you're it's a numbers game and there there are numbers I understand that there are numbers right numbers matter when you're trying to build businesses but not in that way if your focus is numbers then you're not focusing on people and people are going to be the ones that are going to purchase and or use your service so if you forget the people then you, you're never going to get the sale maybe eventually you may right but it, that can't be your focus it has to be the people if you're not sharing and, and, and trying to say, how can I be of service, right? And maybe what you need today is nothing that I do. My job is to, maybe I can find someone for, maybe I can help you find somebody, or I do know someone that I can connect you with, and I share. Because guess what, at the end of the day, later, may, may, they may not ever need me, but they may know their experience with me, they may know someone who does. And so down the line later, I've already planted a seed out there. We're all planting seeds. right? And it may, it may come back, but at the end, it, it's just, I, I helped someone to get to where they're trying to go. So a lot of my viewers, and I'm going to try to, um, I'm going to get y'all some free, some free <laughs> advice right now. So a lot of my viewers are owning their own business mm -hmm. and they're in different industries. Mm -hmm. So I know one of my viewer, he, um, he and his wife, they, uh, run their own towing company. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. and another one of my viewers um, has their own. They've broken into an aspect of construction, and they okay. own their own um, design company. Mm -hmm. And I've got a couple of other entrepreneurs that are just now getting started. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get their feet planted firmly on the ground. Right. How? What advice would you give them 
from the olive brands, you know, marketing and branding, how mm -hmm. can they grow their business in a consistent manner? Okay. Year after year. Um, I think initially is you, you have to know what do you want, how do you want people to feel about your business? Okay. Right? Because that logos and branding, everything that you put out is your, it's going to have, people are going to feel some kind of way about it. And okay. it's, it's, it's very important. So you need to know how do I want people to feel when they see, um, you know, ABC design, how do I want people to feel? Right. Um, and, and then what kind of information am I going to put out? Am I um, trying to, it, wait, well, first off, who are you targeting? Do you even know who you want as a customer? How, you do you start there. It's, How do you who decide? How do you decide who do you want as a well, customer? Well, okay, because when you started a business, you had an idea you wanted to do something. You were passionate about, um, let's say, design, right? You're passionate about design. You are you're an architect firm or, or what have you, and you know that's your thing. That's your gift. That's your passion, mm -hmm. okay? So you know that builders and, um, uh, you know, uh, developers um, need you, right? Because they have to have things to be designed, right? I mean... That's what they do. They're going to buy land. They're going to design. They're going to try to get people in it. That's the, so that is your target. Okay. If you don't know that, then you're probably in the wrong business. Okay. Right. So you have to know who are you, who am I trying to sell to? Who is my perfect customer? Is it a small uh, GC? Is it the little guy? Or is it I need to work for like Turner Construction who like made like the top, I don't know, uh, 25 uh, contractors in the country like it's, it's amazing so they're like number five right so are you trying to go like that big or are you trying to go local right so knowing who who are you trying to serve how do you not how do you refrain from going uh, what I call throwing spaghetti on the wall oh, and seeing what sticks no, how no, do you refrain do no you can't do that everybody wants to do it because because <laughs> you want hey you I'm gonna just throw and see whatever sticks you 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 want to because that's your if you're doing that you're working from a place of desperation mm. you're not you are not doing your business justice if you want to go and just randomly put flyers on every door okay unless you're washing cars unless you got a mobile detail that's not gonna work hmm. so Why what do you, you do tell people that you know they They've decided their target group and mm -hmm. they're going after them, but they're not getting any calls. Well, first, okay, so let's business say, hasn't grown in in two years. It's okay. So what what are you doing to talk to them? Are you networking where they network? Are you calling and asking them how do they choose a business like yours? Mm -hmm. Who's the appropriate person to talk to? Because if you're calling randomly. Um, the company, let's say, if you're calling the, um, I don't know, the director of operations, let's say, and you say, okay, this, the job title, this is, this is the person that makes those, you know, he oversees this, right? If you're just calling him without asking, is that the appropriate person? He's probably filtering your messages and not going to do it because probably um, the property management side or the real estate division really makes the decisions on your service. Right. So if you're not asking who the appropriate person is that can make that call, then you're wasting your time. Again, that's still much like throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? right. So I'll circle back as you mentioned vendor lists. So working with contractors, we everybody wants to get on a vendor list, right? Well, this company has a vendor list and this company has a vendor list. Well, I'm on the vendor list, Don. How come I'm not getting business? It's like, okay. Um, do you know who makes? Are they autonomous? Do they have to use people on the vendor list? 
Well, I don't know. Okay, well, that's a problem. If you don't know that, then it's a problem. Have you attempted to go to maybe a quarterly meeting? Have you tried to do a lunch and learn? No. Okay, well, that's a problem. That's why you're not getting business because they don't know who you are. You can't assume you're getting on this list and they get this big email that just flashes, so-and-so's new to the vendor list. That, that's, I can tell you now, that's not how it works. It's not how and it works. And that can translate to Anything. putting up a new website, being listed in the phone book, yellow pages, buying Google ads. Just because you're, you're on a list doesn't mean people doesn't are like... doesn't mean anything. It, okay. It means, it means nothing if you are not finding out who, you're, who makes the decision. Okay. If you don't know that, you're wasting time, money, and energy. So that's a business to business. What would you, so like for those that are running a business to a B2C, a business to consumer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how, how would you, just to highlight, don't give away all your secrets. Yeah, yeah, I mean, people still got to hire her. Yeah. I'm not trying to take food out of her mouth here, but how would you, what would be the first step? First off, let's say, um, yeah, what would just be the first step? Let's say they want a 20% increase. And they're and it's a B to C. Okay. And they're not quite. They're not marketing. They're not sales. Mm -hmm. They're not. Um, they have. A they don't know where they to like. start. They don't even have a website. <laughs> okay. And right. Should they, should they just upset? Should they just? Oh, I need a website first. No. 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 Every business is always. We always want to do that, right? Got to have a. We have to have the perfect website. I have to have all these business cards. No, you don't. What do you need? You don't. What you need to know is your product, right? Whatever okay. it is that you're doing and who needs it. That's so, it? That's all you need. You make right? it sound real simple. Because, because that's who you want to target. So now let's say if you're, a, um, you're doing um, training for women, right? And you go and you do uh, personal training for women, let's say. Because there's a, lo a lot of that, that that's going on now. And let's say you're a personal trainer and you, you want to you know, go with moms, Right. And okay. say so you want to say, you know what, single moms or, or moms with young kids that can't get to the gym. I want to focus on them. Right. Okay. okay. So how do you find those moms? Right. Um, they go there at daycares. Right. That's they got to drop kids off. Probably some probably dropping kids off. Um, they're probably on Instagram, that, which is so big. So if, if you're not on Instagram, you need to get Instagram. Um, they are. Um, so they're they're at parks. Right. So you have to go where these people are. Where where are they? And so once you get to the place where they are, mm -hmm. you can't go up there and go, hey, I opened a gym for single moms. Why you look you? like you need to work out. No, why can't you? <laughs> you? Again, you're sharing, not selling, right? So let's say you are... Um, there's a, a fair or, or what have you, and I'm big on doing like local community events. I think mm -hmm. they're great because a lot of times it's moms and kids. Right. So that would be perfect, right? So let's say you're there and you, I would, I would have maybe a little flyer which you could do, I don't know, like, um, like Vista Prints and all these, even Staples create wonderful little things on Staples that they have templates which are great if you're not a graphic kind of person. They have templates, you just plug and play your little information and print them and, and go get them. And you're just kind of walking like, hey, you know what, I, I see you've got kids. If you know of anyone, don't directly share to her. Oh. Okay. If you know of anyone, I, I'm doing this. If you know of any, any moms who would be interested, do you mind? Can I give you one of my flyers? That's, that doesn't sound. It's because you're not, there's, there's no rejection there. You're just asking her to share. There's no rejection. And she'll either say yay or nay, but if you're asking her to share, she's probably going to share and be like, ooh, I need this. 
Would, would another good approach be, hey, I've started this gym and I see you have kids. I see, you know, your mom. I just mm -hmm. want to ask you, can I share with you Absolutely. my idea and see if, see if you like that or not? Come from a place of asking for help. And truly, be, truly ask yeah. for help, though, yeah. right? Yeah. That's the secret. You're asking for help. Hey, I open. I just want to know, can I get your opinion really quick? You know, if if I open this, these times, would that would that be something like if you were interested, would that be something, does that sound good? What would your feedback be? And people will be like, oh, yeah. And people always want to help. People right. always want to help you. And again, you're asking, you're allowing the information because she could say, no, I think it's dumb. I would never be able to go at those times. And you'd be like, okay. So now but you know where you need you, to go. There you go. Now, oh. instead of, oh, I'm setting this thing up all wrong, it's like, oh, okay, you know what? Maybe that time did work for me, but maybe I need to adjust that. And you go ask more. And so, if the consensus is the same, now you know. This I'm is, getting all excited. This I'm is a, my new thing. Yeah, I'm right? a big, oh, butterfly. Oh, hey. I'm a big fan of data collection. So yeah. what you're saying is, um, whatever business that you're in, mm -hmm. pose the question of, hey, this is what I'm doing. This, yes. These are what my offerings are. Instead of telling people, hey, this is what this I'm is offering and this is what you need. Right. You ask them, this is what I'm offering. What, what, what speaks to you about this? Right. What doesn't speak to you? What do you like about other services that are similar to mine? Yes. And what would you change? Yes. And then do those things. Yes. You'll <laughs> say, well, I already do this. I already go. Okay. That's fine. What it's do you not, love about it? There you go. It's not a no. It's, well, what do you like about it? If you could change anything about you going to that place, what would it be? And you just take that little bit of information and you write it on your little notepad and you take it in and then you adjust if you need to. Because maybe you're already doing it. And you say, oh, you know what? That's great because I actually already do that in my business. So I'm glad to know that I'm on the right path because I, that's already what I do. Now, you probably have stolen a, a customer from someone because you listened and you already mm. have said service. I would just love if they had a daycare or they had somewhere where my, my child can hang out. And you can say, you know what? We actually have a little room and it's got, you know, balls and slides and stuff. And really? She's there, right? right? But if you don't go and ask the questions, because easily what we want to do is, oh, I already go to a place that um, I already do that. We stop mm. and we take it as a no. Yep. Yeah. But that one other question, well, what do you like about it? Oh, I like that it's open at this time and I love this and I love that. And say, well, you know, is there anything that you would change? Not that what don't you like about it? What's bad about it? That's not the right way to ask it. Right. It's, if you could change anything about it, what would that be? Like, what would what would make it perfect for you? Mm. And then when they say, "Well, I would love if they had," and you could easily slide in and say, "Well, you know what? I, we do that." And that can work with a B two B as well. So if you're contracting anything. with a company and you go in and say, "Hey, does it, do you have any?" And I'm, you know, I'm calling out other people's businesses, but let's say <laughs> for the, for the towing mm -hmm. company, mm -hmm. hey. Do you have a preferred towing company yes. that you use? Do you have a preferred um, design system that you use? Do you have a preferred vendor right. that you use for this service? And they go, right. yes. And you go, what do you love about them? Absolutely. What are they doing right? Why do you keep going back to them? Right. And I feel like that's going to generate one or two responses. Either A, they're going to be like, this is why. Or yeah. they're going to be like, I, you know, I really don't know. I, don't I really know. don't like them. I, there you go. And, <laughs> and, that's I, a, and I have heard that numerous really? times. Which is how... I was able to be successful when I was selling mm -hmm. in, in construction with, I would ask these questions and they go, they're on the list, but I, 
I don't even know. We don't have anyone else. I, I hate they're overpriced. They do this. They do this. Oh, this. Wow. So there was boom, Dawn, right on in there. And I'm and here I am. I already communicate. And I already say, well, you know what? Our system is every time that we show up, we'll send you an email. So all the things that that they don't like, I'm pointing out how we do that better. Mm. And do you feel like people are more responsive, both businesses and consumers? They're more responsive to those types of questions than coming yes. in the traditional way of. Um, so how many kids do you have? Oh, you golf. Oh, do, they know that that it's been done. So if you right. if you walk in done. and you're just like, hey, this is this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You don't have to buy it. Right. Tell me what you think about it. Absolutely. You probably and, and even times there's there's times I've walked in and I go, you probably already have someone for this service, but do you mind if I ask you? You know, do you probably already have someone? I just assume. So I'll go in with it. Yeah, you probably already have a preferred vendor that does that. That you know tows your vehicles right mm -hmm. and they'll go yeah we do and you know I'm like have you been using them for a long time you know like oh yeah we use them for I'm like that's great like I love that you guys have a long relationship and I compliment them I think that's great that you've had a such a long relationship with the towing do you have a backup company just in case they're ever too busy you know what no we don't would you be interested because I'd love to just share maybe kind of let you know kind of what we do and if we could be of service like number two I'm totally fine with that wow and then there's the there's the open and if someone's out there and they're going oh this is all great this is perfect and I'm gonna see if we got any uh, questions because I can't see all the way and over I there right I can't if you've got a question um, I'm gonna check right here um, so let's say someone out here watching and a couple of things because we are going to I could sit here and talk to you all day. It's all—it's already almost oh. been an hour. Oh my gosh! Okay. So we're gonna wrap this up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen. L look. Listen. Look. Listen. Look. Listen. All right. I'm look, okay. Listen. You got people out here. Mm -hmm. Okay. First off, they're starting a business. Yes. Okay. First of all, they need to get out of their own way. Yep. And the only way to do that is to really be honest about what's holding you back. Yes. What pushes you into the corner? Yes. What stops you dead in your tracks? Mm -hmm. and get that out yep okay yeah the second thing is you have to like what you're selling so if someone's Not if someone like it you don't you don't even have to like it if you're if you're sharing a business you should be passionate about it because people know oh you have to be passionate so about not it. you can't just like right. and it can't oh. be something that I, i'm doing hey. out of desperation i'm like oh, yeah i'm just gonna go ahead and sell this i'm gonna just right no you can't because people know that if someone's going hey if i if I get on and, and get ads, if they're not passionate about what they're doing, it's very rarely going to work. You would agree with that? I, absolutely. Do because, you live by that? Because absolutely. So what if about construction like it, just makes you all passionate? I, because I, I love the whole idea of things being broken and repairing them. I like how things work. I like the, the coordination. Can I, that? <laughs> can I tap into my, <laughs> the way things my coach? Work. And, I and like have a, like a little gander <laughs> on how you phrase that. You like things that can be broken and can be fixed yes it's very interesting yes I, I love the whole idea because it takes coordination it takes teamwork it takes figuring things out right mm -hmm. it takes tinkering it's understanding that okay this can be made whole right this can be fixed this can work I love that what it, it, what would you say to someone that has kind of gotten off track they're doing the spaghetti on the wall or maybe mm -hmm. they've been at this for years and they're just you know that feeling. Mm. It's been going on for years, and they're like, I just can't get it up mm. off the ground. Right. 
I can't and I don't feel comfortable in it. It doesn't feel natural. Mm. I feel like I have to work every day for this. These are things that I'm hearing. And it shouldn't be a project. It shouldn't be not not even a project. It shouldn't be a chore. Your business can't be a chore. It's supposed to be something you wake up and you're like, my business. So what what do you what would you tell people when if it's already feeling like a chore? They have to they have to stop. Like completely stop and go, okay, well, why did I go back to why you started it to begin with? We have to remember the why, right? Why did I do this anyway? Like why did I even start this stupid business anyway? Right? And you gotta think of what was that? And then you have to think, okay, what you, you probably have picked up if your business has gone on for a really long time and you're not you've probably have started to morph it into other things, right? Just trying to fill the gaps, trying to make this thing work so you're adding, you know, different parts. Right. Mm -hmm. Of other you're probably just trying to make shift it and you've got to just strip all that away and take it back to bare bones and go, okay, I need to focus on the one thing I did to start. How how many times have you done that? Uh, All all the time. I've done it a numerous times because I did the thing where I quit. I had this wonderful job, quit my job, all of brand. I'm going to work for myself. Mm -hmm. And then it was great. Had clients. And then when it started getting slow, I started to operate from a place of desperation. Mm-hmm. And it caused me to start doing other things. Well, can you help me do this? And I started doing admin stuff. And then I started, I'm like, this. And then it became a chore. Then I stopped liking my business because now I've turned into admin support. And then I'm doing other things that, that wasn't, wasn't what I was passionate about. But because I'm just trying to fill, I just need this thing to go. I need this thing to go. And so I had to stop and say, okay, no, no more. This makes me not like my business anymore. I'm not giving anybody or money for that matter the authority to make me not like it. So mm-hmm. I cut back all the admin stuff and I just said, if you don't want me to help you with your marketing and branding, then that's okay. If you ever need support, come see me later, right? I'm here if you need me. And it's, it's a scary thing because, you know, those were my fillers, but the fillers were making we're, we're making it miserable for me. And adding the fillers, would you would you say adding fillers to that out of desperation? You might make a dollar today, but you're losing the five dollars oh that gosh. you could because make in you, the because that, because because the, the fillers can take up so much of your time. You get away from your core business and your passion and your and passion. What you so this sits over selling. here because you're doing all these fillers when really, if you work in your lane in in, in what you built. That one customer is going to take care of all this little filler crap you got going on. Just believe that you can do that. And if you don't know how to do it, if marketing is not your thing, find someone to help you with marketing support so you can do your part. Carpenters don't want to sell. Carpenters want to build. That's all they want to do. Right. So, so if you're if you're so opening if you're a, a carpenter business, you're you don't want to go need, knock on doors. Right. But you need the business because you need somebody to tell you they need you to build something. So a carpenter is going to say, I need marketing support because I don't want to knock on doors. I want to be in my clothes. I want sawdust all over me. And that's what that's I want That's one happy do. place. Right. That's me. So what if they can't afford to bring someone on, to bring someone because to the table? You how, don't need how do you to. get there's, started? Because there, there's, there's um, not only like companies like Olive Brand and like myself, but there's companies that you, can, that you can hire for small packages to help you with your Instagram or can help you with um, developing flyers or posting on your Facebook um, or, uh, you know, uh, getting out making phone calls to maybe open a couple of doors for you. There, there are companies that can do that for you and you can choose smaller packages. You don't have to have a full-time person. We're, we, live in a, we live in a place now where everything used to be brick and mortar and everybody had to be an employee. You didn't have a real business unless you had employees and you had a, a shop. 
Right. Now, everyone can be virtual. That's true. You can piecemeal your entire business right now. And that's okay. Because there's even corporations who are piecemealing it. They have consultants everywhere doing all kinds of tasks now because it's it's more it's it's uh, more cost effective and it also limits the liability as well well um, when you started so, a collaborative a lunch and learn yes for yes. olive brand and yes. it's not expensive to join the collaborative no not How at much all is it? not at all so you so monthly there's uh, an event and it's $25 to go um, if you want to do something like there are membership levels which come with a little bit of um, you know consulting in between and some support and you know those range from 150 to 250 um, but you can you know the events are I bring business people together and we really get down and we share best practices and I'll speak on a particular you know segment but I love to get people in the room so you realize you're not the only person struggling so this is not a this is not a event this is not a speaking event it's this is not a seminar it's a collaborative you're it's bringing businesses together they're yes. sitting around yes. a shared table yes. and they are discussing this is what works for my business this is yes. what not works and then you guys are putting together right and we're feeding each other right and so I'll you know I can share my but I also allow people to say hey I have a hard time with this and I'll say, hey, is anybody else? What do you guys do? What do you do? And we share. So you're, right? people apps, are people walking share out apps of this. and share. Well, I use this this template and it helps me. And they're sharing amongst each other and they're also sharing business. There's partnerships that get that get um, built within. And sometimes people are like, I need your service. Because I need no, your service, right? And it's that like, works because there's no networking. No, you're just talking. You're just talking, and they're like, there's oh, no hey. pressure. And, I mean, and everybody's walking away with some solution to the problem. Let me tell you, everybody walks away with a nugget. Because you're, you're talking with people who are sharing exactly. They're going through the same things or have gone through mm -hmm. the same things. And they're sharing best and worst practices. And we dive into things. Some people have issues with their sales pitch. And I, I like to help people tinker with that and understand what is it that you want people to know? What do you want to say? And we work on that and we get it down to like this eight seconds, right? If you've only wow. got eight seconds, what are you going to say? You know, and we work on things like that and we work on follow up tools and what apps and, you know, how do I keep track of my management? I can't buy Salesforce, right? So how do I keep track of contacts? And there's there's a variety of things that work and we share it every month. And people will just walk out with all kinds. I mean, I, I walk out like, I didn't even know about that. Like, that's really cool, right? And I learn stuff all the time. And it's just a beautiful thing to talk to people without feeling the pressure of, oh, my gosh, here's networking. I don't let people, we don't do cards, right? So, you don't, and I want people to, you can have your cards. But the first thing is I tell people, don't go in here giving your card to anybody. That's, that's not what you're going to do. Not what you're going to do. So, if that's your mindset, don't come in here. That's yeah, not there's what we're another do. networking event there's, down yes, here. Yes, you can go. You can go to go B and I. You can go to B and I. You can go to. You can do all those other things. Fill out your green Fill pieces of paper. Yeah, yeah. You can do all of that somewhere else. <laughs> your face. So when we go, oh, that green that piece of paper. Oh, how my many have you sent to so and so? If y'all don't know, so B and I is a networking, and and it does serve a purpose. But you have yes. to go in and you have to fill out. I think you're required. Yeah, it's you a are requirement. Required. You are required. Five green referrals that you have to 
to do. It's so much pressure. Right. Right. And you're, you're like, for, I you're, don't know you're forcing, you're, for you. You're forcing, you're forcing it. It's unnatural. It's just unnatural. Um, but, but back to that. So, because I know we got to go, but when we go to the collaborative, when we go in and I ask everyone to introduce themselves, right? It, it's nothing like anyone is, has ever done. Right. So you go, I go, Hey, I go, we're going to introduce ourselves. You got like a couple seconds. Here's what you can't do. I don't want to hear about your business. I don't want your 90 second commercial. I don't want any of that. I want your name and what you're passionate about. And we move on. And then what are you struggling with? And what do you need help with? And what do you, what do you know? That comes later. Have you ever thought about taking this collaborative once a month virtual? No. Would you be interested in taking it virtual? Of course. Yes, of course. Hey, we'll talk more about that we'll, offline. We'll talk about it. We'll chat. Yeah, but it's just, you know, hey, I'm Don and I'm passionate about helping businesses grow, right? I'm passionate about supporting people. You know, I'm passionate about, you know, whatever. That's it. That's it. Oh, let me try. Let me try. I'm Jacqueline and I'm passionate about helping people grow and finding out how the world operates. And there I'm it is. I'm passionate about those things. And, and you are. And that's it. And later... As we begin to communicate and talk naturally, mm-hmm. then those things people want to know. And now you're talking and you're sharing and you're talking and you're sharing. And then later at the end, I say, okay, if you want to do business cards, go ahead. Then it's free. You do what you want. But my thing is you have to ask permission. Can I, would it be okay if I give you my business card? I'm not forcing it on you. You can, you can easily say no. And I can say, <laughs> okay, keep my little couple cent business card, right? But, but the yeah. thing is, we have to ask permission. We have such a horrible mindset of going in and throwing our business, forcing business cards on people. Mm-hmm. You don't. I don't want it. You shove your business card at me before you've even asked my name or shook my hand. I don't want it. Mm. I don't want it. No, keep it. No, it's great. No, it's nice to me. No, you can keep your card. Because I'm not going to meet your expectation. I'm not, I'm not going to. You're help already your telling me you don't. You have no desire to know what I need or what I want. You are on your own agenda right now. You're just. So I ask people. We're talking, and I go, "Hey, like, do you mind? I'd love to follow up with you. Do you mind if I give you my business card? And or when people hand me, oh, here's my business card. I go, if you give me your business card, I'm going to follow up with you. If you don't want me to follow up with you, then keep your business card, and that's okay." <laughs> People are like, oh my I'm going to talk to you if I know your information. If you're giving me, then you're saying, here's my contact information. I am going to follow up. And I let people, I will follow up. If you don't want that, just keep your business card. And that's okay. It's a pleasure meeting you. And I hope that, you know, and we can continue our conversation. Or if we're parting ways, I'm like, I hope that, you know, you have a good time and you meet someone, you know, that you're interested in talking to or whatever. And that's it. Well, I'm going to do to you right now, we're going to close up. First off, great information, but I'm going to do to you what I've, you've known me since 2009, so we're going on 10 years. Yes. And I'm about to do- Our friend anniversary. Our friend (laughs) anniversary. It was a decade. Yes. (laughs) 10 years. I'm going to do what I've known for and has always driven you crazy. Mm. I'm going to volunteer your business. Thank you. Offline, this is what I'm going to talk with Dawn about, about her collaborative. I want this to go virtual. And then what I would like to offer is because, um, first off, I respect your, just your intelligence and your smarts and your personality and your contributions and your impact, not just to me as a friend, but as a a business Mm. 
person. You have just such a great handle on things and your viewpoint is unmatched. I mean, the way that you look at things and the different angles that you, you look at them is amazing to me. And it's, it's just so inspiring. So I would like to do a virtual collaborative. I would like to get viewers because the majority of my viewers are entrepreneurs or they're uh, in their careers and they're looking to brand themselves or, or shift into different careers. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're thinking about entrepreneurship or um, wanting to move up into a director or a leadership position which I do believe that there's overlap. So I want to talk to you about virtual, but I also want to talk about um, sponsoring me, sponsoring a few business folks to cover the fees to attend that virtual. Okay. So that, is that okay with that's, you? That's fine. We can yeah. discuss that and of figure course. out how to do yes, that. Of course. And of then course. I'll have links to Olive Brand and Dawn stuff and um, more info will follow. Yeah, yes. I need everyone to benefit from Dawn's <laughs> brain. It's amazing. I am here to share. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining. And um, we will talk again shortly next Sunday. Thank you. Bye. Bye.